Hi everyone, welcome to Open Mind Night, a show that talks about everything mental health and mental illness related. I am your host, Robin Tamanaha, licensed marriage and family therapist. Joining me on this episode is my guest, Kevin Peterson. Kevin graduated with a master's degree in marriage and family therapy from Regis University, and he spent three and a half years working at Arapaho Douglas Mental Health Network as an in-home therapist, case manager, crisis evaluator, and outpatient therapist for child and family services. Kevin has also worked part-time for the Bridge House ADMHN's Acute Treatment Unit as a mental health technician and counselor. In 2014, Kevin opened his private practice, Peterson Family Counseling, and has since published two books, Chronic Hope, Parenting the Addicted Child, and Chronic Hope, Families and Addiction, which share an integrated holistic approach to healing families in crisis due to addiction and codependency. Kevin established the Chronic Hope Institute in 2020 with a mission to increase education on addiction and its impact on the family system. On this episode of Open Mind Night, Kevin shares his personal journey with addiction and how it led to his work with families and addiction. He also discusses what it looks like for a family to address their own wound, the importance of the family unit addressing addiction and what it looks like, how the family can help, and first steps that families can take if someone is struggling with addiction. I hope you enjoy. Hi, Kevin. Hi. Hi. Thanks for being here. I'm super excited to have you. Me too. Thanks for having me. I love talking to you. Same, same. So um, we're going to talk about a lot of things and, you know, related to addiction and like family. But first, for the listeners, could you um, describe and explain like your your personal journey and like how it led you to do what you do? Oh, my. <laughs> How much time do we have, Robin? <laughs> uh, you know, I uh, I am uh, sure I am I am a recovering alcoholic and a recovering addict. Um, I uh, was born into a family that struggled with addiction. My mom was a uh, an addict, a prescription drug addict. Um, my and it's generational. You know, my uh, my dad's mom, my grandmother, struggled with addiction and alcoholism. And when you start really peeking into the family tree, there's layer upon layer upon layer. Um, for me, it started around 13. What ended up happening is that my uh, parents, when I was 26, sat down and said, you know, we love you, but um, party's over. And, and uh, if you uh, aren't willing to quit, um, then we're going to quit you. Um, we're just going to put some really strong boundaries up and make it clear that, 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 you know, we absolutely love you and adore you, but if you're going to continue this path and this way of life, then you're going to do it on your own. And, and they tried that before and said it before, and they were getting some help this time and they kept their ground. So, um, that led to me starting to see a therapist with my father. This was in 1990 and, uh, what that led to is in May of 1991, I'm giving you the really short version. Um, um, in May of 1991, I started going to 12-step uh, meetings, and I got sober on May 5th, 1991. So then 
um, in January of 2008, I ended up leaving uh, my job in sales. Sorry, I'm putting some lotion on. Um, I'm in Colorado, and I live in Florida now. And in Colorado, it's very dry. Yeah. <laughs> and my skin is not liking this. <laughs> um, so uh, I, I had a sort of a midlife crisis. I was 43 years old, and I was 16 years sober. And I thought, you know, I'm not happy, and I need to make some changes. And so I went back to school, and I became a marriage and family therapist. And um that's kind of the quickie version. I'm sure you're going to ask me more questions as we go, but that's the that's the quickie version. Thanks, uh, thanks for sharing that and sharing your yeah. your journey. Yeah. So, and and so at this May May fifth in in 2023, I will be sober 32 years. Wow! Congratulations, that's amazing. Yeah, longer than you probably been alive, huh, kid? You know? <laughs> no. Fortune, a little, a little bit longer. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Funny. <laughs> <I'm giving it laughs> so, so question, you know, and I've, there's so many things running through, through my head, yeah. um, you know, but I know like, you know, what you do now is a lot of the work, you know, especially with, with families, you know, so out of, you know, curiosity, like what, what does it look like for families in addressing, in addressing this? Sure. Well, drawing from my personal experience was that my parents were being coached by a wonderful therapist back in 1990, where uh, this gentleman um, said, you know, he's going to have to make his own decision, but that doesn't mean you have to sit and you don't have to continue, continue to go on the ride with him. Okay. You can set a boundary and say, um, we're, we're not going to do this anymore. You can keep doing it, but you're going to do it on your own. So a lot of times uh, the families that I, so what I do, so, okay, so what I do now is I have an office in Denver where we do therapy therapy, you know, we're traditional licensed therapy. And I have an office in Jacksonville, Florida, where we do therapy. Um, but what we also do across the country is what we call family addiction coaching. And that's really more what, what I'm going to tell you about now. And what that is, is more designed for the family that comes to me and says, help. We have, a, so we have someone in our family that's like you, and, and we need help with them. And, but what we hear, and this is what everybody says, is people only get sober when they want to. And I'm like, well, yes, and, okay, that doesn't mean you got to sit there and deal with it, okay? So what you can do is say, okay, we love you. We're just not going to tolerate this anymore. So you can tell them, you can keep drinking and doing drugs and partying and doing all you want. You're just going to do it on your own. And we're not going to support you financially. We're not going to tolerate your nonsense. You're not going to live here anymore. Um, we still love you. Um, we're just not going to participate in the party in the process. And, and, and here's the important part. This is the really important part. If you're ready to get help, we will do everything in our power to help you. And we will move heaven and earth to get you help. Um, and we just want to make that clear. We are not slamming the door on your fingers and telling you, get out. We never want to see you again. We hate you. There's this vision that everybody has from the old days of tough love. Don't believe in it. Doesn't work. Don't even use the terminology. What I'm talking about is using boundaries, accountability, and structure, meaning the boundary is no drugs, no alcohol. 
The accountability is that there's going to be drug testing and breathalyzing, and the structure, which is rewards and consequences, is if you can't if you can't quit on your own, then we're going to raise the level of services. We're going to get you help. We'll, we'll get your recovery coach. If that doesn't work, well, then we're going to we're going to take it to the next level. And we're going to go to treatment. You know, so we're here to help, not, not punish. Mm-hmm. Um, now, let's also be clear: that's alcohol and marijuana. Um, if we're talking about the drugs that kill people, we're we're going to have a whole different system. And that system is going to be: you are going to treatment. You know. Yeah. So fentanyl, opiates, benzos, you know, cocaine, meth; those things kill people. We're not going to try a 30-day plan. We're we're going to go straight into a medical detox and then into a treatment plan. And by the way, let's be clear, 30 days of treatment don't solve the problem. We're going to look at probably a year-long plan. And I wrote a book. (laughs) I wrote two books, actually. And and in those books, I outline outline the plan. Because most parents and most families come into this blind. And they really don't know what to do and how to do it. So I thought, well, I'll draw from my personal experience and I'll give them my professional experience. So I give them the whole plan. Here's how you pick a treatment center. Here's how you pick an interventionist and a coach. Here's how you pick a therapist. Oh, and by the way, while your child or your loved one is getting help, you need to get help too. Because we're going to address the whole family system, not just the individual. Yeah. So that was a long, particular short question. No, that was great. You know, and I think, you know, as a, as a therapist, I'm always like, well, if the one individual's, you know, struggling, you know, to get connected or, you know, openness to that, definitely the family members to, to reach out for support or services anyway, you know, and for something like addiction, I mean, I can't even imagine, you know, like what that must be like for them, like hey, waiting around you know, until maybe they're open to it. Or if they do, then it's like, how do we navigate all of this? Because it's so, you know, complex. Like, and so I love that you have, um, you know, the structure and I have your book and it, and it does lay it out. It's really, really great. Like a great, um, you know, guide on that, because this is very complicated, especially the systems, you know, all that centers. So that's wonderful Mm -hmm. that, you know, you also took like your personal experience to really provide something to these families and helping them um, along the way. And I like what you said, too, as no matter what, for the families also to be involved in, in treatment and therapy. Yeah, we try to break it up into bite-sized pieces, right? So and, and the, first, the first piece is the initial phase of, oh, God, what do we do? You know, and, and, and we give them a plan. Here's how you triage the process. This is what you do, you know. My, 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 my loved one, my husband, my wife, my daughter, my son, my whoever is, you know, using and killing themselves. You know, I, I need, I don't need therapy. I need a solution. Right. Okay. Let's, let's nail that solution right now. And that's the first, you know, phase. And then the second phase is, okay, we've, we've come up with the triage and the solution. Now let's talk about the family. You know, now let's talk about, okay. We've, well, the analogy I like to use is, you know, the house is on fire, right? And, and so we call the fire department, the fire department shows up, you know, slaps on the hose, charges up the hose. Now, what we're taught in graduate school is before we turn on the water, we got to have a little chat, you know? So how does it make you feel to see your house burning, you know? 
and, and all the things we're taught in graduate school, which is what you're supposed to do in therapy, right? You know, you're supposed to express your emotions. And the family's like, dude, the house is on fire. <laughs> Turn on the damn hose. <laughs> you know, it's like, right, let's just put the damn fire out. That's the first phase. Then we got to walk through the wreckage of the house, which is the family. And we got to talk about how this happened. And we got to talk about the foundation. And we got to talk about how we got here. And then we got to talk about how we make sure we don't do this again. You know, and we got to solidify that. You know, that's the second phase is really digging into the family system and saying, oh, 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 okay. And we got, and you know, we really, and that's that's the part that really digs into the licensed marriage and family therapist piece, you know. And then that third phase is okay. Now it's time for everybody to come back together. And how do we successfully reunify everybody and get everybody back on the same team together? And how do we make that fly? And that is, that's the hard. I mean, all three are hard, but you know, the real challenge is getting everybody back together and getting everybody back on the same team and getting everybody get, let's heal the whole family system. There's this fallacy of, 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 in general, not just in addiction, but in general, where if somebody has a problem, we immediately remove them from the family system. We put them over here for 30, 60, 90 days or however long, and then we bring them back and magically everything's all better. And that's nuts. You know, we have to work on the entire system. We have to heal the entire system. Otherwise, just going to go back to where it was, you know, and and that's kind of that's kind of crazy and, <laughs> to use a bad and, word. <laughs> and it's, you know, too, even that like that coming back together piece, you know, everyone's has their own like journey with this, you know, and then too, like if it's like, well, that person, if it's only right? The person who was, you know, using, you know, them, okay, they're, you know, in a different place or trying different things, right? But that doesn't necessarily, that doesn't work with the whole system because everybody has their parts in it too, or where they're at with it, how they must feel about it, different boundaries now, what things may look like. So I do, and also being an MFT, <laughs> you know, as well, like that's, we're looking at the whole system. If not, it's just like a top that's just like kind of, you know, spinning like this, whereas everybody kind of yeah. like together, working together on like a new way of being like with each other, maybe. It's it's that classic statement of instead of looking at the trees, let's look at the forest, you know, let's, let's look at the entire ecosystem of the forest. And it's like, oh, I wonder why all the, why do all the trees bend this way, you know, and you know, it's like, hmm, that's really interesting. Why are why are all the trees doing this thing? It's like, hmm, you know, and and suppose and there's nothing wrong with individual therapy. I'm a big fan of individual therapy. I go myself, you know, and talk about that individual tree all day long. But you know, at some point we gotta talk about, isn't it funny that all these trees in this one area all do this one thing? I wonder why that is, you know? And you know, everybody comes from a family. Yeah. And so when it comes to like the families coming back together, let's say, are there some common things that you've noticed as far as like what they're kind of now working with or what they're kind of working through or how they are with each other now or the boundaries? Like, is there certain common ones that you've noticed during that reconnection piece? 
Well, you know, it's interesting. The families definitely fall into a different couple of different categories. They they definitely fall into some systemic ideas of he's sober and so everything's okay. And I'm like, oh, that's only going to last so long. You know, it's like, well, okay, sure. But him, I mean, his addiction, him, her, whatever, I'll just say him. I, I'm talk, let's talk about me, okay? So, so his addiction is, sure, it's his addiction, but it's also, you know, it's endemic of the entire family system, right? You know, is, and so um, we, we want to we wanna address that, that the family system as well as his individual issues. We want everybody, we want everybody to address their individual issues because we want to change the family system. Not changing one person is great, but we want to change all the pieces of the family system, which will change the course of the, the entire family uh, in general. And, and that's the great challenge, right? I mean, everybody changes at their own rate in their own way. And, and that's fine, you know, but it's just um, if one person changes only, they come back to a tremendous amount of resistance. Consider someone who has lung cancer, goes into, uh, you know, goes into chemotherapy, goes into a hospital, gets everything done, blah, 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 and then comes back into a house where everybody still smokes. You know, it's like, well, wait a minute. Hold on. That's that's not a good choice. You know, I mean, and then the people in the and the people in the house were like, well, I don't have lung cancer. Why should I quit? You know, and it's like, OK, sure. I get what you're saying, but he lives here also. So so maybe we need to consider that, you know, your smoking affects his lung cancer. You know, so am I saying that everybody in the house has to quit drinking? Absolutely not. That would be unrealistic. But maybe everybody in the house needs to take a look at their behavior and a look at their drinking and maybe has to consider the fact that there's somebody in the house that struggles with drinking. So maybe they need to consider how they drink and why and where and, and how that impacts the other people and that we have to consider how our behavior impacts others. And, you know, I'm getting pretty deep there, you know, getting pretty, you know, family system deep on you here in this conversation, you know, and that that we have to start considering how our behavior impacts others, you know, and, and really start to think about that. We're not a bunch of individuals occupying space together. I mean, we are, but our individual behaviors impact others. And we have to consider that. And, you know, that's where we all have to start realizing that, yeah, we share the house together. So we have to start being thoughtful and considerate of one another. You want to have a cocktail? knock yourself out that's okay that's no big deal you know but but maybe that's something you do you know at a different place or a different time you know and and yeah you know, well but hey maybe we have a conversation about it you know i'm not saying you can't drink i'm saying maybe we talk about it you know and 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 that sort of thing does that make sense that makes sense yeah no 100% and especially the talking about it yeah. piece like that's a huge that's a huge component, which um, which can be a struggle, right? Which is why it's nice to have, you know, somebody else there to help facilitate that too, maybe even getting that process started, you know, practicing ways, yeah. you know, to do that, you know? And so yeah. let's say um, there's, you know, family, you know, and they're like, huh, kind yeah. of like curious, like thinking about this. Yeah, there's somebody, 
you know, within our family who's like struggling and they're like, how do I start? Mm -hmm. Like, how, what, what, what are like the first like few things for them to do if they wanted to, um, get started on, on this or helping? How do, how do you start by helping someone who's struggling? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, well, you know, I think, um, the most important thing, well, well, so what I would say is the most important thing is take a look. Well, I mean, this is where I'm going to get a little shameless self-promotion. <laughs> I think take a look at my book, <laughs> Chronico. Um, uh, take a look at my book, Chronico Families and Addiction. Uh, it's available uh, on Amazon. It's also take a look at my website, chronico.us. There's a ton of free stuff on there. Um, and, and, you know, I would say, you know, talk to someone uh, like me that does family addiction coaching and just say, hey, help, what do we do? How do I know whether or not my person has a problem? You know, take a look at my Instagram at Kevin W. Peterson, S-E-N. Uh, we're putting up a whole bunch of stuff recently where if you say, hey, um, you know, watch one of my reels. We'll give you the book for free if you if you if you comment the word hope. We're we're doing a whole bunch of promotional stuff like that, and we're trying to throw stuff out for free. And we're really trying to help as uh, humanly as much as humanly possible. And um, you want to you want to just get some help. Yeah, that that's to me that's we're trying to offer that systemic help right off the bat. Contact in a professional. Don't try to do this yourself. The biggest mistake I see families doing is. Well, we'll just Google an intervention or we'll Google treatment and we'll handle it ourselves. Big mistake. You know, um, get some help from a professional. You know, that would be like going to a therapist. Instead of going to a therapist, we're just going to do it ourselves. I'm just going to figure out depression all by myself, you know. Well, that generally doesn't work out well, yeah. you know. And that, to me, the first step is always just, you know, ask for help, you know. You know, nothing wrong with, you know, getting my book, getting some other books and, and getting educate yourself and, and see what you think, you know, mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and, and then, you know, go from there and then see what resources there are along those lines um, and, and then see where that takes you. You know, maybe you don't like my my system. Um, that's OK with me. You don't have to like my system, but, you know, find someone you like and then follow down that path. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I What I hear you saying, too, is like kind of lean into that curiosity, right? And that like wanting to know information, getting to know more of what this may be, maybe like, but also from like reputable sources such as yours, right? From yeah. professionals for those who are actually experienced, making sure it's somebody who is specialized and then mm -hmm. reaching out, you know? So it's all through like a series of steps, but not, you know, avoiding it or trying to do a DIY, you know, really, you know, <laughs> They just don't work, you know. I, so many families I talk to. Well, we kind of tried to have a family meeting and talk to them ourselves, and I'm like, "Yeah, how'd that go? Didn't go well, you know." And I'm like, "Yeah, they never do. No. They never do because you think everyone's just going to hold hands and love them to death, and 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 honestly, it does. That's what happens is you end up loving them to death, you know. And and then you know then then they you know they because then they're like, well. You know, we'd rather he just lived in the basement and did drugs. That way we feel like he's safe. And I'm like, but he's still killing himself. And, and you know, we, we have to agree that what he's doing is killing him. 
I don't care if he does it in your basement, does it in his apartment, or does it on the street. He's killing himself. Let's set a boundary and offer him a solution. Yeah. 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 Let's, yeah, there's, let's give him a choice. Yeah. I feel like, um, you know, for, for the families, it's probably like so much too for them, you know, to kind of work through, you know, with this, which is why it's so wonderful that, you know, you do what you do, you know, along the way with them, because um, these are difficult things to confront. You know, it's, it can be probably feel very scary, you know, so that's great that, that you do that, you know, with them. You know, yeah. and, and the book is I the book is amazing. You know, it definitely lays it all out. And uh, but even too, right, it's great like information. I think yours and many others have the disclaimer, like it's not a replacement though for like, you know, professional services. So also in addition to that, making sure to speak with you or in somebody else who is specialized particularly in this, you know, with the families to help them along, you know, this journey. Yeah. Um is uh is there anything I didn't bring up that you'd like the listeners to know? No, I kind of feel like you've done a great job, as usual, covering all the proper topics and saying, you know, who am I? What do I do? How does it work? You know, I mean, this is kind of the deal is that this is what I've really specialized myself in is helping families that are struggling with addiction. You know, there's plenty of help for people that are struggling with addiction. What I really like to do is help the families that are struggling with addiction. And I want them to understand that there's help. There's a solution. And it's very straightforward. You know, it's like, here's the work. Let's do the work, you know. Yeah, I I think um, it's something I haven't really heard put out there too often is like the family component. It's always been, you know, and I'm in. I'm in Orange County, you know, and there's a lot of, you know, places and, you know, for the individual to go and all that. But I don't really hear about the family component. I'm like, this is like a huge missing piece, you know, um, that would just help it like so much more. And also being an MFT, I see the importance in, you know, the family part, too. And they're going to be going through, you know, their own process with this. So what about them? You know, and so I'm really glad that there is you. Um, for them <laughs> to be able to yeah. reach out to, you know, I'm, so I, I very much like appreciate you for, for the work that you do, you know, for the families, because this is hard. Oh, mm. thank you. I, you know, it's my, it's my labor of love. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's my labor of love. The families are, are where my heart is. And it's, uh, it, to me, it's just, <gasps> it's just where it's at. You know? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well. Thanks for doing this. It was very good having you on. And um, so what I'm going to, yeah. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put the links, you you know, all your handles and YouTube and website. I'm going to put that in the show notes. And actually I'm also going to put in the link to our other recordings. So for the listeners, if you don't know, I have another podcast called Books Between Sessions. And Kevin was on, um, an episode of that actually where we dived into the book and we talked a lot about that. So I'm going to put the link to that also in the show notes so the listeners can, can listen to it. And then also hopefully, you know, check out your book as well, because it is great. And you have two. So you have like, you have also the, um, the adolescent Parenting. one, I believe too. Parenting the addicted child. And it, yeah. it doesn't have to be adolescence. 
children can be 26. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so I'll put those in so that, yeah, so, <laughs> so that it's easy for the listeners to, you know, go to you, find out more about you and just get really connected with you. So thanks so much for doing this. Thanks so much for being on the podcast. This is my, my second podcast. It's always a joy to talk to you. I always get very excited, you know, speaking to you. So, um, thank you so, so much. It is my great honor and my great pleasure. I, you know, I love my time with you. Thanks for listening. Hopefully this was informative or helpful. If you think this episode may be helpful to others that you know, be sure to share this episode with them. The resources mentioned and the contact information for today's guest are listed in the show notes. If you like what you heard, please leave us a rating. If you would like to stay up to date, please subscribe to this podcast and follow the podcast Instagram at OpenMindNightPod. Also, this podcast is not psychotherapy or counseling. If you need to speak with a professional, you should find one local to you and contact them directly. If this is an emergency, please call your local emergency number or go to your nearest emergency department.